Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jared Schaffin, along with Artemis Brower. We're coming to you this week with episode 106. Artie, 106, my man. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, it's been a while, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's good to be back, though. It's good to be back. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's. I hope we remember how to do this thing. I, I mean, we haven't. Uh, I guess we haven't recorded in what? Two weeks, our last episode came out on June 15th, so we're recording here on July 6th. Um, not a whole lot going on, Artie, but uh, we're, we're going to kind of give you some highlights, people, and, and, and move along with it. So uh, expect about a 45-minute show um, this week. But Artie, uh, have, did you do anything fun for the 4th? You were, you were in Chicago, right? Yeah, man, went home. Uh, went home to Chicago. That was cool. Um, just went and saw some family. Just hung out. Didn't we? We we did a little bit. Went downtown and went sightseeing. You know, Ashley hadn't been there before. That was her first time going to Chicago. So we did a little bit up there. It was cool. Um, you know, sadly there was there's a few shootings up there and a and a you know um, mass shooting in Highland Park uh, over the weekend. It kind of put a damper on a lot of the festivities in Chicago, um, but. Outside of that, I, you can't really complain. It was, um, it was, it was, it was cool to see family. Yeah, I, I gotta say, uh, I, I gotta think that it feels a little bit better than when you took me up there back a, a couple years ago when it was. I, I think it was like it felt like it was negative fifty. Yeah, weather was walk, uh, walking through weather, there. Weather was nice. I look. I, I'll say this: everybody out to Chicago for my birthday complains, um, but that wasn't even half of. As bad as it is, so I mean, if, if I'm being honest, that, that really what that wasn't Chicago at its worst. That was Chicago, but kind of a mild Chicago, if I'm being honest with you, at least in yeah. winter terms. Yeah, I mean, it it probably still feels better than this uh, 95 degree heat with like yeah. 100 humidity that we got down here. But number number six, Artie, I uh, I think this one is uh, pretty topical and relevant with today's news. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, new New Carolina Panther. Yeah, former Cleveland Brown. Brown. I don't know why I added an ed on there, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, Baker Mayfield. He uh, he he just got traded to the Panthers today, um, and really, I mean, he he was the 2018 uh, Professional Football Writers Association Rookie of the Year. Um, outside of that, hasn't really. I mean. Hasn't done a whole hell of a lot in his career. Um, do you think? Do you, so? I mean, he's got to beat out Sam Darnold now in Carolina. Where, where do you think Carolina heads with with this? Uh, let's say a two headed monster at the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, with, with Carolina, you've got a lot of a lot of questions, right? I mean, Sam Darnold doesn't really look like an answer. To me, I'm, look, I'm, I'll start with this. I'm a big fan of Baker Mayfield. I think he's gotten the short end of the stick. Oh, yeah, you I know, like Baker. With, I, I like Baker. I think he can play. I think he's a good quarterback. I, I think that you got to put pieces around him more so than others. You know, there, there are other quarterbacks in this league that can do more with less. Baker Mayfield can do more with more. So, obviously, you have to put the pieces around him. Uh, but, I, I mean, this is a guy that took Cleveland to the playoffs for the first time in, what, 20 years yeah. And they and they won a playoff game. You know, this this is a guy who is a winner anywhere he's ever been. He went to Cleveland and won. Like he he was able to get a winning record for the Cleveland Browns. I don't feel like people have put enough emphasis on the fact that he was a winning quarterback in Cleveland, which is a place where it feels like a million people have gone and have not been able to win. So I, I definitely think he's getting the short end of the stick. I like Carolina came out a winner. They they traded a, a fifth round pick. Uh, for him, which is nothing, and you know they, they they took his salary obviously, but you know that's 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 what you have to do when you you know take a gamble on a quarterback that you think might be able to lead the franchise. Sam Darnold is not going to beat out Baker Mayfield to be the starter. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that Sam Darnold sucks. I think I think Sam Darnold sucks. <laughs> I do, I I do. You could take that to the bank. I do not believe Sam Darnold is a is a starting professional quarterback. I think Sam Darnold is a Colt McCoy. I think he's a Matt Barkley. I think he is a uh, Matt Castle, um, Kirk Cousins at best. At best, he's a Kirk Cousins. Well, well, no, I at mean, best. I think I think Kirk Cousins. I mean, he he's one of the better 
I, I won't say better quarterbacks, but I mean, he's in the Kirk top. Cousins is the top fifteen. You don't think he's so? Outside of, no, he's outside of top. You, I mean, he's carried no. he's carried my uh, fantasy team several years in a row. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll ride with Kirk Cousins. Well, look, I, look, if, if if we're talking about being able to put up numbers, fantastic. If we're talking about winning playoff games, no, it, it, that 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 is Sam Darnold to me. He might be he might put up some good numbers, but he's going to be on the couch in January. That's all. That's all I care about. So I, I definitely think Baker is going to beat out Sam Darnold. Um, but oh, yeah. oh, as, yeah. as as far as him being able to produce, that really depends on what Carolina is going to build around him. So, but I'm I'm, I'm rooting for him. I really am. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for him as much as I hate the Panthers. Um, I do, I do think that they got a steal. And Baker Mayfield, and um, yeah, he he's going to beat out Sam Darnold. Um, Artie, you got a number six. There's there's plenty um, to choose from. There, there's there's plenty to choose from. LeBron um, James. I, honestly, I, that's that's what I was going to go with. To be honest with you, I was I was going to go with the guy that you uh, that you love to hate on. God, I hate in, him. In LBJ, LeBron James. I forget his middle name, but we're talking about the greatest professional athlete since you and I have both been alive. We're talking about the greatest basketball player since you and I have both been alive. Uh, That is one LeBron James. He's played for three organizations. He's won championships at every single organization that he's been with. Beat a 75 or 73 win Warriors team when they were up 3-1. The list goes on and on. I don't. I don't have to sing his praises and, and go on with the accolades. We all know who LBJ is, but shout out to the king. Shout out to not the goat, because I still think Michael Jordan is the goat. But LBJ is without doubt in my mind the second greatest basketball player to ever walk planet Earth. So shout out LeBron. Yeah, and LeBron's middle name already. For those of you wondering, driving in your cars or sitting at home, working, whatever you're doing, LeBron's middle name is. Raymond. Is it really? It is Raymond. Wow. R A Y M O N E. I wouldn't have guessed that either. Would have never guessed that. Yeah, it's that's. I, I mean, I was thinking it was like, uh, I don't know, Howard, LeBron Howard James. Howard. You were thinking <laughs> his middle name was Howard. I don't know. Now, Artie, let me let me ask you this. This is kind of. Um, Talking about names, do you know Tiger's actual name? No, I do not know Tiger Woods' actual name. Eldrick. Eldrick, okay. And, I, and I've seen the Tiger Woods documentary, so I've heard it before. I just didn't remember. Yep, yep. So, uh, but already moving along, um, also, El- Tiger Woods' middle name is not Tiger. It is Taunt. It's T-O-N-T. what? Taunt, T-O-N-T. Eldrick Taunt Woods. Eldrick. Taunt Woods. Yeah, he, he made a good choice picking Tiger. Yeah, I think so. Um, moving along, talk. Let's uh, let's talk a little ECU, and then uh, we're gonna, we're going to talk some conference realignment here later on. But um, Artie, this team boneyard thing that that came out. Uh, I guess it came out about a week and a half ago. Yeah. Um, it, it's supposedly a new ECU NIL collective that is trying to put together NIL deals for, for student athletes at East Carolina. Um, I haven't seen anything else since the, the press release came out. Right. Um, I guess about two weeks ago, week and a half ago. Um, I've lost track of time. I, I, I'm starting to believe that this isn't even a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is sad because if it was, it, it's, it's it got legit, so it's much hype. You got I mean, that, so much hype for a day. Yeah, that's absolutely something that East Carolina athletics needs, obviously, to be competitive uh, in the current landscape that we're in. And with these NIO deals and with conference realignment that we're going to get into, I mean, this is something that you know, when it came out, it's like, oh, snap. Like, this is okay. We're, we're you know, the boosters and the, and the, and the people around and the people with money are starting to kind of figure out, all right, if we want ECU to really be competitive, this is, this is what we have to do. We have to be current and up-to-date with what's going on and it looked like something that was really cool, really legit. I know you hit these guys up in the, in the DMs to see if we could get somebody on. 
and they've kind of just gone ghost in the yeah, last I'm, week and a half. I mean, in the press release, it has an email to to email them at, and I tried the email. I got the delayed delivery. Couldn't deliver. That email doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thoughts are it's not real. Um, now, here's what I'll say, Artie. And this was something I was actually thinking about before the, this whole thing came out. Look, I, I don't have enough money to pay an NIL deal. But what I will say, if you want somebody that's passionate about East Carolina University athletics, you got two guys here on the Boneyard podcast that could possibly lead the charge, maybe not monetarily, but we can we can maybe help make some connections. Yeah, we, so, we, can, we can knock on doors and do the whole gambit. So what I'll say is, if you are out there, if you're listening and you've got the money and you're you're one of those big donors, bigger than than my myself, um, feel free to reach out. Let's let's talk. Let's let's get something rolling. Like I am serious about this. Like I'm willing to help out. Like I said, can't can't make it any payments. Uh my, my wife would kill me. But uh but yeah, we, we need something going on here. And I mean lawyers, uh I'm I'm thinking of one right now that maybe we should just reach out to and say, Hey, what what would it take to to get this done? Um I, I think that there's some good opportunities. So I'm, what I'm saying is if there's somebody listening, let, let, let's talk, let's get something rolling. We can take the team boneyard name. Hey, be under the boneyard podcast umbrella, call it a day and, and move along. But this, this team boneyard, I think it's, I think it's fake. No, I'm, I'm willing to bet this thing is fake. To add on to that, who would, who would create the time to go out, out their way to create something, as fake as this, I mean, like, like, do you think this is like just propaganda from within ECU, or do you do you think somebody outside with with such a hatred for ECU athletics would would just take time out their day to try to create something like this? I mean, it seems like a far stretch. I don't know, man. I I think it may be somebody that just wanted to play a prank. Yeah. Um, get some clout. I don't know, but if you're clout chasing and not putting your name behind it, like. Saying, "Oh, I did this." You're not really clout chasing, so I, I don't. I don't think that's what's going on. I, I don't. I really don't know, man. Um, I, I got to think that it's probably somebody at ECU, somebody not working, maybe a, a alumni or or a student that just wants to kind of make some noise and be able to tell his friends, "Hey, like I put this press release out there, made it look all official, and uh, and." and didn't really do anything. Hey, if it's real, let's talk. Like I, we were going to have you on last week. I was trying to get you on last week when, before we, before we found out we couldn't record last week, we were going to have you on. And we, we were trying, we were trying. I reached out every possible person I knew to reach out to. And it just, no, nobody had any leads for me. Um, So yeah, I, I don't, I don't know about, this team boneyard thing because nobody knows who it is. And I, I mean, I'm surprised like you, that, I feel like that would be something you would put your name on, right? right. Like you, you would sign legit. Yes. Mm-hmm. You would like, if it's going to be like a president CEO type thing, you would sign it. President CEO of the team boneyard collective NIL collective, whatever you want to call it. Right. And put a name to it. Um, you, you would think so at least, but this is all new. Um, if anybody has any information, any tips, send it to us. Uh, we'll we'll hopefully help get the word out. I don't know. I don't know what what's going on with this. Yeah, just hoping that it's real. It's probably not, but you know. Yeah, I'm not. Holding my <laughs> what what if it's just Vince McMahon's? What like what if Vince McMahon with his all all his new free time is just out there being like. You know what? I'm gonna put this out there. You know, I, I was I was thinking since Vince McMahon has stepped down officially as chairman of the board and, and CEO of World Wrestling he, Entertainment, he's not he giving might, anything to this. University. He might put a little bit more of his time and efforts into his alma mater. I don't know. 
I don't I don't know. Is there is there somebody? I'd actually like to look this up. Is there somebody as powerful and as rich as Vince McMahon who has not given back to their alma mater? Like not given a substantial amount back to their alma mater. Because somebody as powerful and as rich as rich as Vince McMahon means he does not respect or value the education and the time he spent at East Carolina. Because he would have obviously given back by now. Obviously. Yeah, I mean. Unless he's doing, you know, one of those um, – you know, I know. 100, one, go ahead. I, I know. At one point, he did make some kind of donation to the business school. He's he's got a plaque in in the, in the business yeah. school. I know that. But so I, I I know he at some point made a donation to the business school. But I mean, you would think that he could possibly help out with the athletic program. But I'm um, I'm just thinking, somebody as big as Vince McMahon. I mean, he should have the library named after him. He should have a road in Greenville named after him. Hell, maybe even the stadium at some point would be named after him. Like you would think somebody as, as rich and powerful as Vince McMahon would have more than just a small little plaque in the business school. So yeah, I mean, you, you think about it. Like ECU has several alumni that are famous, and they don't really contribute at all. And I mean, some are there's stories around some of them, Sandra Bullock. Um, well, we um, all know she doesn't care about ECU. We, yeah, she, she, don't, she, does, she does not claim us. We, yeah, can, we mean, can stop saying Sandra Bullock. She does not claim yeah, us. Yeah, she doesn't. Um, I mean, the Abbott brothers, I, I know that they gave a commencement speech or a speech at convocation a couple of years ago, but that's about it. I mean, they're, they're also not that big. Mm-hmm. Um, Parmalee played a halftime show last year. That was cool. Um, uh, what What's the guy... He used to did he start Golden Corral? But then again, he he had the culinary school at ECU. He I mean it's the Golden Corral Culinary School at ECU. So uh, um yeah, I mean <laughs> we I feel like ECU has had a history of people not like giving back. It's just it's just the culture, I guess. Almost um, like they're ashamed to be affiliated with, with the school. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean yeah, I don't know. I mean, did Linda McMahon also go to ECU? I, th- I think she did, didn't she? I think so. I think you might be right on that. I, I don't know. I, I honestly do you, not know, but you, I think you might be right on that. You would think that those two could be a power couple. That's a that's a few billion right there in the bank account. That's a few billion. Like, they're not hurting for money. I guarantee you that. They never will. So, uh, so yeah. Let, let's start at NIL Collective. If if this bon- team Boneyard thing isn't legit, somebody hit us up. We'll, we'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along, Artie. ECU football, man. They're yep. winning on they're winning on the recruiting trail. That recruiting trail is headed right through Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they've got I think I think it's nine, eight or nine of the recruits that are already committed are from the state of Georgia. Let's see, one, two, three. Four, five, six. Okay, it was six. I was, I was a little high, but half, half of the commits already are from the state of Georgia. Georgia is a football powerhouse state. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got some real. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a pun here. They got some real dogs down there, Artie, um, in, in the state of Georgia. What, what are your thoughts so far on, on this recruiting class? Um, phenomenal. You know, I, I know when we first started talking about Coach Houston a few years ago. You know, we, we mentioned this getting, you know, focusing on the football heavy states, not trying to get too cute, not trying to finesse, not trying to get too fancy. You focus on those on those states that produce guys left and right. You know, and obviously we're not getting the four and five stars out of Georgia and Florida and Texas, but there's plenty of great athletes and great football players down there to where we don't need to get the four and five star recruits out of, out of those states. Um, I love what Coach Houston is doing. I see that we're ranked number 63 overall in recruiting class. I know before he got here, we were close to the hundreds, if not in the hundreds, as far as our recruiting class. So what he's done in a few short years that he's been at ECU to get us in the top 75, and before he's finished, I think we'll probably be top 50 recruiting class. That speaks volumes to me. That by itself is like, okay, if, if, we, can, if we can mess around and be a top 50 recruiting class in a group of five conference, 
we are really making some noise and doing some things. And, 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 and that speaks to the coaching staff and coach Houston, the way he's able to go into these kids homes and convince them to further their education first and foremost, and further their football career at East Carolina. So I'm excited to see it, especially the OL and the, and, and the defense. I'm a big defensive guy. We all know that O-line needs to get better. And, and I think he's focusing on getting that O-line better for Holt Naylor. So I don't think Holt Naylor is going to have any excuse this year. I think our O-line is going to be where it should be for Holton to be able to ball out. You know, I, I, I think for the first time in his career, he should be able to have, a, you know, not just a competent O-line, but an O-line is going to do what it needs to do for Holton to be able to really showcase his his full plethora of talents. Um, and then I'm excited what he's doing on defense as well. So just really, really excited overall with what this coaching staff is doing on the recruiting trail and, and, and with this class. Yeah, and if, I, if I'm looking at this correctly, Artie, there's only um... – there's only four or five group of five programs that aren't headed to, or there's only four or five programs that are group of five schools mm-hmm. that are ahead of East Carolina. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, looking at it, San Diego state, um, that's one you got UCF and Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a top 15 recruiting class right now. Um, yeah. They're, 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 and then they're, you got SMU. But you think about it, two of those schools are leaving for the, for the power five going to the big 12. So when these, when these kids get to campus and play in their, their leagues and start playing football, this will be a a top three group of five, top two group of five program or um, recruiting class, which, and that's what you need because that sets you up for the next conference realignment. That that's you once you start really doing well on the recruiting trail, that's going to set you up. And then, not to mention, I mean, we've got all of this, um, all of this expansion going on at, at ECU, all, all of the um, updates being made to the athletic facilities. That's only going to help ECU in the recruiting, in the recruiting aspect of college football, college athletics. Yeah, I mean, and and this is something under Scotty Moe that we couldn't even dream of is, is, is you being a top two or three group of five recruiting class. Like this is just what coach Houston has been able to do. And, you know, the few years that he's been at ECU and I, and I'm hoping that, you know, he is not persuaded and, and, and go to, to, to go away. I'm hoping that he wants to stay here for, for, for the long haul and really build something special to East Carolina. Cause that's really what it's going to take to get this program to where it needs to be. It's going to take a coach like him staying put because I think in the next, probably in two years, he's going to be good enough to really go wherever he wants to go as a, as a coach with the way that he's taking this program. I'm, I'm hoping that we're able to keep him and build up this program the way that, uh, the way that we want it to. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, just looking at it, uh, UAB right now is currently last in the official recruiting rankings with one really i wouldn't think they would be last then again there's several it looks like several schools that don't have a single commit so um so yeah ec's got 12 um plenty of room to grow i think that they'll uh continue to add size on the on the line um because i mean you think about it this is this is holden's last year uh, they'll, they'll add some more size for for Mason Garcia, um, a, a guy that's going to stand in the in the pocket a little bit longer than than Ehlers. Um, he, he's not as much of a dual threat quarterback as Holton is. So, um, yeah, I, I think the coaching staff is already looking at that and, and looking at what do we need to do to to get set up for this. Um, I, I I mean they're doing pretty good on on the. Um, skill skill players. I mean, the wide receiver out of, I think he's also out of Georgia. Um, I can't Everett is that his last name? Here, let me pull it up. We're Leverett, Malik Leverett. Leverett. Uh, okay. This guy's six three, two hundred pounds, wide receiver. Dude's got dude's got quick feet. Um, I, I like seeing his. I've been watching some of his videos. Um, I, I like seeing what he's got. Uh, the guys that I'm super excited about are these offensive linemen. I mean, talking about size, talking about size is, I mean, 
Bryce Weaver, uh, a Greenville kid. Uh, I mean, he is 6'3", 300 pounds, and he's still got his senior year of high school, right? You, you get him in the weight room, get him in with, uh, with, with this strength and conditioning staff, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be big. Cameron Durant, the kid out of Somerville, South Carolina, another offensive lineman, dude, 6'4", 315 pounds. That's some big nasty right that's, there. That's a hoss. That is a hoss. 6'4", 315. And he, I'm not going to take his lunch money. Yeah, no. And, I mean, you got – I mean, you got an athlete that's 6'5", 200 pounds. I mean, dude's going to be able to play cornerback, wide receiver most likely, um, maybe even tight end. You got a tight end coming in. Um, the tight end is Antonio Ferguson. That just sounds like a name of, of an ECU athlete, right? Antonio Ferguson. I, I can already see it. He, he's going to score probably 20 touchdowns in his time at, at ECU. <laughs> Dude's going to go down as one of the greatest tight ends of all time, maybe behind Bryce Williams. We can only hope. We can only hope. All right. Well, Artie, um, we got to pay some bills real quick. So let me tell you a little bit about Can I Brands. Improve your everyday routine with our CBD, with Can I Brands CBD Oral Sprays Bundle. This bundle contains all four of Can I Brands experiences to help you feel amazing all day, every day. These compact and easy-to-use oral sprays are perfect for microdosing your CBD intake. Each CBD oral spray provides you with an exact dose every time. Their discreet and mess-free packaging allows for easy administration wherever you are. Use promo code BONEYARD25 for 25% off on your entire order at canibrands.com. Once again, BONEYARD25, 25% off at canibrands.com. All right, Artie, we uh we paid the bills. Let, let's uh let's wrap this thing up. We're 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 we got a lot to talk about on this on this one subject, though. Oh my goodness! Conference realignment. What the hell is going on? You got schools, you got schools in Southern California going to be flying across the country to play at Penn State, at Ohio State, at Rutgers. <laughs> what is going on? Can you can you imagine Southern California at Rutgers? God bless. Who the hell wants to watch that game? Dumb as hell. It sounds. Who wants to watch that game? Find me one person that's like, oh yeah, college game days on. Let me turn on uh, (laughs) Southern Southern Cal Cal at Rutgers at Rutgers in Piscataway, New Jersey. What the hell, guys? I mean, you can make the argument that I mean. The Big Ten, there's several schools in the Big Ten that honestly shouldn't be Power Five schools. One of them is Rutgers. Yes. Um, second one, possibly Maryland. Maryland, Maryland should have never left ACC. We all yeah. know that. But then you you that. look at looking at all the conferences, we could go through a whole list of schools that really shouldn't be Power Five conf- or Power Five teams. I mean, the ACC, ACC has a lot of them. They got a, they got a few. They got a few. Yep. We're looking at you, Boston College. Fucking yes. assholes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Syracuse. Syracuse well, and I'll, basketball. I'll, I was about to say, Syracuse basketball is, is, is holding the flag for them. So they, they, they're there. They should just be in the Big East still. Right. Right. But, you know, the Pac-12 is about to become the Big East. Because they're, be, they're about to be dead. Yeah. I mean – Send send Pitt, Syracuse, and Boston College to the Big East, and yeah, I mean that that's basically the ACC is the ACC. I think the the loser of this will probably be it's going to be the Pac twelve first, but second it's going to be the ACC. The ACC is about to. I think they're going to get rated. I I disagree because I think the ACC has more substantial schools than the Big Twelve. If anything, I think the Big 12 is going to get rated because the ACC, to me, is going to make more, more money. Move. They've got old money. You have to remember old money plays a factor into this. you got to think about the Dukes and the Carolinas and the Miamis and the Florida State yeah. and the, the Clipsons. they got old money. The, the thing I think, though, is I think there's going to be – I think now that the SEC is seeing the Big 10 make this move, 
I think the SEC is going to come after some schools. Uh, But the the SEC can't get so much bigger. We can't have a 40-team SEC. It it can't get so much bigger. They want to get to 20, 22 teams. And And they're sitting at 16 right now with with Texas and Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah. So, So, and and I mean, that's kind of what the Big Ten's also trying to do. They're trying to get to 20 schools, right? It's a... It's like the Cold War. It's a race to 20 schools, not a race to the moon. It's, it's a race to 20 schools. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Notre Dame is going to make a decision. They're either going to go to the Big Ten or the ACC. Whoever gets Notre Dame, that, that's, a, that's a big get. That, that, is, that oh, yeah. is a huge draw. If the ACC pulls Notre Dame out, out they hat, the ACC is going nowhere. They're not going the, anywhere. The only thing that the ACC has in, in their pocket is they have a 15-year media rights deal. So to get out of that, these schools are going to have to pay a big chunk of change to yeah. get out to get out of that, to go to one of these other conferences. Um, maybe they delay it. They say, okay, we're going to leave in six years, but it, it's going to – they're going to have to pay quite a bit of money. Um, I mean, I think that if – I think the I think Notre Dame is going to go to the Big Ten. I think I think they're a better fit in the Big Ten. It, the, but but the thing is, you say that, but Notre Dame should have already been in the Big Ten. Notre Dame really, Notre, th- th- their campus is a suburb of Chicago. If we're well, being honest with you, no, they, Notre, the Big Ten headquarters is in the city of Chicago. Like Notre Dame should have always been in the Big Ten, but they got beef with the Big Ten, so well, I just, I don't see it. Notre Dame, it's not that Notre Dame has beef with really the Big Ten or anybody. Notre Dame has never wanted to be a part of a conference. They've always liked being an independent. That's true. Right? Just their football. Everything else is in the ACC. Just football. And they're looking at, okay, what is going to give us the best opportunity to to join a conference and and compete? Because, I mean – Notre Dame has been left out multiple times now out of the college football playoff because they're not in a conference. Right. And that that's what they're thinking is, yeah, we play the ACC. We play a majority ACC schedule, but we're not technically ACC. They're looking at, okay, can we go to the Big Ten, keep our media rights deal with NBC, and also but, join the Big Ten? But Notre Dame also knows, because they're not dumb. And, and they know they have to make a decision. But they also know if they join the ACC, it's going to be greener pastures for them to get to a conference championship and get to the playoff every other year if they join the ACC, as opposed to joining a, a really dominant, well, especially with USC and UCLA coming in, they're, they're only going to get better. The Big Ten is going to be – it's going to be ridiculous trying to compete in that conference. But the I, ACC, I think- as, as it is right now, you only got three teams at best that can maybe compete with Notre Dame on a consistent basis. The the Big Ten's media rights deal that I believe is coming up very soon is gonna is gonna be um, much larger. It's gonna be mm. more on par with with the SEC. So there, there's gonna be more money there Truth. for Truth. them to to have. Um, now, I do think that I think Notre Dame is the biggest player in all of this. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're the biggest pawn. I mean. I could, I guess, yeah. See the ACC, the opportunity to go to the ACC. I, I think that they'll go to the Big Ten. I think they'll chase the bag. They'll, I mean, they're going to compete, and could I mean, they're going to want that strength of schedule to be able to say, okay, we play Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin every single year. Yeah, and they already play USC every year. So I mean, that's right, and. So then they're like, all right, well, we, we already have matchups with these teams every year. Might as well join their conference. And then we can add on an SEC schools in our non-conference play. Um, so that that's that's my thought on it. I, th- I think Notre Dame joins the Big Ten. I also think Oregon and I think one of Oregon or Washington joins the Big Ten. Um, or I, I think Stanford. both join the Big Ten. I think both Oregon and Washington join, uh, join the Big Ten. I could also see Stanford joining. I yes, I because Stanford's not going to stay in a in a dying Pac twelve, and they're not going to go to the Big Twelve either. No. I think Stanford thinks they're too good for the Big Twelve. 
So I, yeah. I think they definitely, yeah, I, I can see that. I think they, they if they were to make a move, they would go to the Big Ten. I definitely see that. I think Stanford, Washington, Oregon, all three could go to the Big Ten. I, I think by the end of it, we'll be left uh, making memes of Cal State <laughs> or or uh, Cal out there uh, at like the Will Smith meme, like <laughs> where he's just in in the Uncle Phil's living room by himself. <laughs> it's gonna be Cal. So so let me ask you this: Who does who else does the SEC at? If if the Big Ten is making all these moves and we think these teams could possibly go to the Big Ten, I, obviously we know Big Ten, SEC, those are going to be your two super conferences now, right? They're going to be competing for the national championship every year, and then it's going to be everybody else. But who, I, I, who else do you see joining the SEC? Uh, I think the SEC is going to want to add another Florida school. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't be surprised if they went after, like, Florida State. I was going to say, I'd see Florida State over Miami. Or, I mean, I could see Miami, but – Miami's got to get things turned around quick, right? To to get into the SEC, they they've got the history, um, they got the alumni support, but I think Florida State has them beat. They they just feel like a SEC school. They do already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they I mean they've already got that beef with Florida. I mean Florida State Florida is, is already a rivalry. Um, I also think that they want to try to come into into the state of North Carolina. Um, now. With that being said, I think there's only really one school that they could go after in the state of North Carolina that fits their mold. It's and it's not the school that wears red and white. It's the school that wears the Carolina blue, um, yep. that light blue. I think that they fit the mold. Um, they got that that old Southern money. Um, the only thing is, is I think I think Carolina would be a better fit in the Big Ten. I, I also think that Carolina would be a big fit in the Big Ten, just based off of school basketball. Because you, you, you have you have to you have to when you think Carolina, you think basketball. You don't think football, right? All right. And then when you think SEC, you think football. So to me, Carolina is a much better fit, just based off of the actual history of Carolina, the school, and what is their money maker, which is basketball. Basketball is Carolina's money maker, not football. Even though the football program is is slowly starting to, to get better. Um, I, I agree. I think they're a better fit in the Big Ten. It, it would just be seeing Carolina leave the ACC. I mean, that's like that's like seeing your, yeah. grand, that's like seeing your grandmother divorce your granddad after 60 years of marriage. It's like, well, you how do you think that. the Pac-12's feeling? UCLA and <laughs> Southern Cal? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you had told me that there might be an opportunity for Carolina to leave the ACC last year, I would have said you're out of your damn mind. Yeah. And now it's like, well, I mean, there, there's no loyalty really to the conferences anymore. And there shouldn't be. I mean, these schools are looking out for what's best for them. And now, they should. another school that I think is on the SEC's radar, I think um, one of their programs is going to be heavily against it. I would think that Clemson might be on that radar. Yes. Clemson I, I is on the SEC radar. Clemson if, makes sense in the SEC to me, to be honest with you. Clemson makes sense. If Clemson leaves the SEC or leaves the ACC for the SEC, the ACC is screwed. If, if Absolutely screwed in football. I think, I think there's two parts. If Clemson leaves and they don't get Notre Dame, the ACC is dead. Yeah. They're absolutely dead. They, they would have to add a school like a West Virginia – I, I think West Virginia might be looking to get out of the Big 12. Mm-hmm. But they'd have to add a school like West Virginia, probably add a school such as ECU or or App State. But that doesn't make up the bulk of Clemson leaving. No, you, like it you doesn't. Don't, you can't replace Clemson. And, that, and that's yeah, why I was right. like, mm. I don't know. You're right. I, I Hey, Artie, I agree. But uh, yeah, Clemson leaving that would be massive for for the SEC and ACC. That that would send shockwaves through college football. I, I think the one thing that might help the ACC in that aspect is there's going to be a lot of people in Columbia, South Carolina, that are going to be petitioning for that to never happen. And then, <laughs> Clemson to never join the SEC. 
there, there's schools in the SEC that like maybe this is what we should do. There's not much going on, Artie. Maybe in the next couple of weeks, you and I sit down, record a podcast, and hash out all the conferences problems, go through and reallocate schools to different conferences. Missouri, I'm sorry, you're not an SEC school. Damn, I'll be forgetting. I I, I forget all the time Missouri's an SEC. Like I honestly forget all that's another school that should be in the Big Ten. They 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 belong in the Big Ten. They don't belong in the SEC. The 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 they or don't the have Big the, Twelve. They don't have the AAU status. They'd be better in the Big Twelve. Oh yeah, I was gonna say Big Honestly, Twelve. Now, now, now I think about it, Big Twelve. Kentucky, you don't belong in the SEC. I mean, yeah, you're there, but now for basketball purposes, I can see the ACC trying to pull Kentucky away from the SEC. Yeah, but if Carolina leaves, then because I mean, honestly, I could see Carolina and Duke both being interested in leaving and going to the and going to the Big Ten. Yeah. yeah. I mean, could you, I mean, could you imagine those two schools leaving and being like, all right, <laughs> that I, would tear I, this I, I state do, apart. I do feel like if either one leaves, it should be a package deal. You got to get oh, New yeah. Carolina every year. You got to yeah. get that every single year. So if, if, if one leaves, another guy has to leave with it. It should be a package deal. And it could, it could still be a, a – they would still play every year. I mean – Man, the look on NC State fans' faces when those two schools leave would be priceless. <laughs> then they got, then they got to come down this down two sixty four and and call Big Brother and be like, "Hey, Can we join you guys, we're sorry for we're sorry for trying to pick on you. We we want y'all in our conference now." Yep. Okay. All right, Artie. Yeah. If the ACC's gutted EC to the to the Atlantic Coast Conference, calling it. So you, so you think East Carolina has a, has a shot to get into the ACC, they're, provided they're gonna, there's some there's some major realignment. There's yeah, there's gotta be a lot of pieces have to fall into play. Right, a lot. Like I, I think you at the ACC would go after West Virginia, Memphis, get get a team in in the state of Tennessee. Okay, you would go after. They would probably add ECU. Want to add ECU? Uh, they might look at a school. They might try to go to the go to a school like UCF. If, if Florida State leaves, might go to a school like UCF and be like, "Hey, y'all want to come? Y'all y'all play in our conference instead of the instead of the Big 12? Then again, I mean, the Big Twelve is looking like it's going to be better than the ACC. But who knows if, if some of these Big Twelve schools start leaving? Yep. And going to the SEC or going – I doubt they're going to the SEC. They're going probably going to go to the Big Ten. But I think the Pac-12 is dead in the water. I think the Pac-12 is dead in the water. Look, you, you, don't, you don't have your two breadwinners as far as UCLA and USC. Leave your conference. And possibly and, Oregon. And right, possibly and, Stanford. And, and stay intact. We're talking about two schools that were in the Pac-12 for 100 years. 100 yeah. Years, and this they up be, and leave. So yeah, the, the, the Pac-12 is dead. This would be like Carolina and like NC State leaving. Yes, it, it would. It would be the exact equivalent. The exact equivalent. And God, I hope it happens. I hope. I hope Carolina leaves. So I, I just. I, if, I think they're. I think they're in a better position to leave the conference than the school in Raleigh. Real quick, if, if I could ask you with everything going on, if I could ask you a perfect conference for East Carolina to be in, let's say five years from now, perfect conference, ECU to be in, what would that look like? With school-wise? School-wise. Oh, geez. Um, you know, Artie, I, I really want to table this and select conferences. Let's come back to it. I like it. And come back to it. I think that that's what, what this deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this conversation deserves us, the the minds here at the Boneyard Podcast, sitting down, coming to the table, and saying, "All right, let's fix college football." All, All right. right, I like it. So, how about this, Artie? You and I next week, we will sit down, come prepared. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to talk about. There's really nothing else going on. Let's talk conference realignment. Well. The whole we time. Might as well. 
We might as and, well. I'm down because you know I can. We we can spend hours on this topic. So, and if if you're listening to this and you want to throw your conferences out there, we'll read them out on on the podcast. So we'll we'll put a tweet out there and say who would you want to see in a conference with ECU in five years. That that's what that's what we're saying. In five years, mm-hmm. who do you want to be in a conference with East Carolina University? That that's what we're gonna do, and we're gonna also look at where we think the Big Ten stands. We're, it's basically like we're gonna be drafting schools for the <laughs> for each of the conferences. It's kind really, of fun. I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of fun. I really wish you could trade people or trade schools like like in professional sports. So. You, you see, like, Paul Feinbaum come come on the TV. Yeah, I've got word that the SEC is trading South Carolina to the ACC for Clemson. God. Have a, have a yearly conference draft? Jesus. That would be insane. I, I, I do stand by the fact that I, I do still stand that we should have relegation in college, college athletics. Yeah. It – I mean, there's no reason for a school like Boston College to be a bottom feeder for years in the ACC to be in the ACC. Literally years. And, and, and it's, what and have it's they not, ever won? It's not just because we have beef with Boston College. If we're, if we're being realistically honest, what, have you what done? the hell have they done in that conference? What have, what have I, they done? I mean, honestly, honestly, for the last 20 years, what has Miami done? Not what have they done? Yet. I mean, we the, Missouri, you had one good year 10 years ago. Why are you why are you in the SEC? Honestly, Kansas no, if, should be in the SEC over Missouri. If if you take away the Vanderbilt name, they're in the Sun Belt. So they're not even in that. They may be in the Mac. Yeah, just take away the Vanderbilt name and imagine what conference. Van- Vanderbilt Vanderbilt reminds me of a college USA team or a conference USA team. <laughs> it's just bad. It's bad. Like, could you imagine that rivalry, Vanderbilt and Middle Tennessee State, every single year? They're about the same equivalent. It, it'd be a pretty good one. It'd probably be a pretty good one. But they're in the SEC. You take away the Vanderbilt name, and then you know, obviously, their their baseball program because their baseball program is top notch. But if you, yeah, you take away that, <laughs> I mean, that is. so is Rice's baseball program. Their baseball program's always been really good. Yeah, ECU's baseball program, true. true, true. I mean, Vanderbilt, what have you done? What have you done? I mean, nothing other than baseball. So I digress. I mean, I, I could go on and on and on. I mean. Nebraska, what have you won in the last 30 years? Like, and, and to that point, what has Southern California and UCLA won in the past 15 years? Well, I'll, I'll, it, at least Southern Cal has a little bit of recency. I mean, they played for a national championship in 06. That was, what, 16 years ago? So, That's what I'm saying, 15. I mean. It, it, my, was, it was a while ago, but it's not like, it, it's not like NC State. 30, 40 years ago, we're talking about the last NC, time we actually won something. NC so, State hasn't won a conference championship in anything that matters in over 30 years. You know, USC has won a Rose Bowl in the last 10 years. I mean, they've, they're they there. All right, Artie. Do you have a walk to plank? Oh, man. What would my walk to plank be? <sighs> no. Nah. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I even I, if, if I did honestly, it, just to be realistic and 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 to be real for for for, for a second, if I had to have a walk the plank, it's all this ridiculous gun violence that's going on in this nation over the last few months, really over the last few years. Um, this has been absolutely ridiculous, people. I don't I don't even recognize the country that I'm living in right now. The fact that we can't go to church, we can't go to the grocery store, we can't go to a damn Fourth of July parade without having fear of losing our lives. I mean, this is just absolutely ridiculous. I, you know, I'm not an elected official. Um, thankfully, I'm not an elected official because they're really fucking up, excuse my language, but they're not doing their jobs the right way. Um, obviously, I don't have all the answers, but I know something needs to be done. 
It's going to take a collective effort between the people and our elected officials. Um, but just the fact that almost every other day you're hearing something about a mass shooting or these people murdered that this, that, and the third is, it's just ridiculous. So I, I, I would like to just point that out just because it's, it's just kind of weighing heavy on me, just having to, you know, get on, you know, not even watching the news and just still see these things pop up on my phone every other day that there's a mass shooting here, a mass shooting there. It almost makes you feel like you don't even want to leave your house. And that's an issue when you have to think about, should I leave my house today? Is it okay for me to go get gas? Is it okay for me to go pick up somebody from work? Is it okay for me to go do this, that, and the third? Because I have to think about maybe there's a madman or somebody out there that wants to take my life or take my family's life. So, um, and I, and I don't want to end it on too much of a, you know, of a, of a Debbie Downer, but I just wanted to point that out because it's just the state that we're in is, is, is very frightening to see. So I, I'm hoping that going forward, we can actually sit down, all of us as people, and have educated conversations that we need to have and to be able to actually make a change on gun control and gun violence the way we need to do it. So that's all I'm going to say about it. I don't want to be, be on a soapbox and preach too long, but I definitely had to say something about it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. It's sad. It's sad to see what, what's happening um, in, in the country. I, I don't want to get into my thoughts and, and beliefs on it because okay. – yeah, you know, already I can get fired up about yeah. about certain things, and oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to do that here. Um, that that's something that I'll do in private. But what I will say on my walk the plank, this is this is going going in a different direction. Um, still kind of it's still it's still sad how it played out for for the athlete, um, Freddie Freeman. I hey, I've had oh, my yeah. beef with. Freddie yeah. Freeman over the past six months, um, not signing in Atlanta. Hey, you were, you were the franchise guy. Well, about two weeks ago, it came out that, that the whole story hasn't been told. Um, so Casey close, uh, Freddie Freeman's former agent was fired about two weeks ago. Because apparently he didn't tell Freddie about the last offer that the Braves made and Freddie Freeman would have signed that contract. Mm. So his agent wasn't doing what he should have done, which was thinking about the what was in his client's best interest. And Freddie ended up having to leave and go to, to L.A. after the Braves said, you know what, I'm going to call your bluff. Went out, signed a first baseman that was five years younger and honestly has more power than Freddie Freeman. I mean, I'm not ashamed to say that. Like, they got it honestly, probably got a better first baseman out of, out of the whole deal. But it sucks to see somebody like Freddie Freeman, who spent his whole career in a Braves uniform, and now he's playing for for the enemy. Um, so that sucks. Feel bad for Freddie Freeman. I said some things about Freddie Freeman on social media. I was, I was about to say, Jerry, you owe Freddie Freeman and his I, family hey, an apology. I, I did apologize. You came on this show and you was talking some real shit about Freddie Freeman after everything he did for the Atlanta Braves. I, I did apologize. I did apologize on Twitter, Artie. Um, because I went after he was crying at during his press conference, I said, those tears are faker than Chelsea Freeman. Chelsea is his wife. Um, just, just, just answer this question for me. Is Freddie Freeman the top ten Atlanta Brave of all time? Yes. Thank you. That's that's all I wanted. He's a top ten Atlanta yeah. Brave of all time in the history I mean, of that franchise. He's. If I had to go through it, I would say he's probably around. He's probably around number four, number five. So he's top five. He's top five. Yeah. He's a top five Atlanta Brave all time. Come on, Jay. Come on, man. That man didn't deserve that. Like, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna list my I'm gonna try to list my top ten. Uh, number one, Hank Aaron. Um, gotta be. Yeah, gotta be. N- number two, I would I would be hard pressed to not say Chipper Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, 
I would say somebody like Tom Glavin. Really, I, I think three through five could be any of Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, or Greg Maddox. Okay. Um, I would say then maybe six is Freddie Freeman. Seven is Dale Murphy. Eight is probably like Phil Necro. Um, nine is, oh man, nine. I would probably have to say, I, I could see he's, he's not there yet, but eventually Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to be in that top 10 discussion. I, uh, I think, I think he, if, if he stays with the Braves, which I mean, he, he's signed, haul. he's signed to an eight year deal now. So like, yeah, he's, yeah. I, I think he's he'll signed, be in there. He signed, and I mean Dansby Swanson could be there too. Um, I think both of those guys depend. Dan, see, here's the thing: Dansby Swanson, his agent, is the same agent that represented Freddie Freeman. Mm. So, and he said he's not changing his agent as of now, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, and then ten. Uh, man. Mm. 10, I would say, I, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. Andrew Jones, I think Andrew Jones is one, one of the greatest center fielders of all time. Um, and that's not even being like, check his stats. He, he won what? 10 straight gold gloves, um, hit over 400 home runs. Dude deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He's not. He probably won't be. Um, Del Murphy also deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, Fred McGriff also deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So I, I can go on and on. Also, Rod Brendamore, head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame as a player, and soon he'll be. He'll deserve to be in the Hall of Fame as a coach. But uh, yeah, the Hockey Hall of Fame keeps getting it wrong. The last like five years, they've gotten it wrong, and it's really getting annoying. Um, so yeah, that so yeah, hockey Hall of Fame walked the damn plank. Real quick, speaking of hockey, how do how do you feel about Colorado? How do you feel about the Avalanche winning it all? Glad Tampa didn't win. Glad Tampa didn't win. Fair, fair. They almost did it for for the third straight time. They really yeah, they, they came I'll, close. They came close. I I honestly at the end of the. I mean, the Hurricanes being down there starting goalie at the end of the season and in the playoffs, I mean, they were missing their starting goalie. That hurt them. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that they couldn't win on the road, that hurt them. They need, they need an elite goal scorer. Uh, hockey free agency, the best time, one of the best times of year is coming up. Um, I'm praying that we get a guy like Philip Forsberg, but I know if we do that, we're going to have to get rid of, you know, Niederreiter or – Vincent Trocheck or a combination of both. Um, so that that's going to suck. Really hope Tony D'Angelo's back. Yeah, it, there's a lot going on in the hockey world. MLB trade deadline's coming up too. I mean, Artie, some of my favorite times of year. I, I love of I love free agency and I, I love trade deadline and we're here. Um, now it does suck because we don't have any college sports to talk about, but We've only got like sixty some hey, days look, until college. I was football. about to say football is going to be back in like two months. Literally. Yeah, we're, we're less than two months away from from kickoff. Less than two months, right. So we're we're good. Here, I'll, I'll give you an update. We are. Like, yeah, when is the first official weekend? We, week we're, zero. We're fifty nine days from week one. Wow. We from we're under sixty days. Officially, less than two months. From it's East playing NC State, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll have quite a bit going on. Um, make sure you follow us on social media. Uh, leave us a review um, if you are interested in starting an NIL collective with us. Hit us up. Like I said, Artie is going to be the money man on this. Uh, we're going to let him throw all of his newfound cash to it. Um, <laughs> not I. All of uh, all the five dollars. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Hit us up. We got connections. We can we can help out. 
with that aspect. Um, yeah, that's all I got, Artie. Anything? Good show. Good episode. Can't wait to get into all this uh, conference realignment talk next week. And uh, we'll see you next time, Power Nation. Love you. All right, Power Nation. Peace out. Deuce. Peace.